You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. In this episode of Talking Taiwan, we'll be talking about the experience of going through quarantine in Taiwan in this time of the coronavirus pandemic. I'll be speaking with Diana Lee, the co-founder and president of Asian New York, and one of the founders and organizers of Hello Taiwan. She recently traveled back to Taiwan with her two young children and had just completed her 15-day quarantine when I spoke with her. We'll also hear from J.D. Chang, who went back to Taiwan earlier this year. J.D. was a guest on episode 80 of Talking Taiwan. He had a very different quarantine experience since he traveled in quarantine alone. He spoke with us about his quarantine experience back in May. Welcome to the podcast, Diana. Hi, Felicia. Thank you for having me. Great. For my listeners, let's talk a little bit about Hello Taiwan. From what I understand, the purpose of Hello Taiwan is to promote Taiwan, who the Taiwanese people are, and to use the power of the Taiwanese community to donate to those in need or to other charity nonprofit organizations that need help. Could you tell me about one of Hello Taiwan's recent charitable donations? Yes, so Hello Taiwan made a donation to Bronx Care for 6,000 masks and $2,000 cash. Because you know Bronx Care and Amherst are two public hospitals. They suffer the most. So we, we Hello Taiwan has been donating for those two hospitals. And uh, our ambassador was there yesterday with him. Because we I wasn't supposed to be the one because I was the one connected this for Bronx Care. But then it, it kept postponing and, and I decided to fly back to town. I wanted to have you on the podcast today to talk about your experience going through quarantine. I think a lot of people are very curious about this um, because Taiwan has had such a great response with COVID-19. And your situation is kind of unique because you went through quarantine with your kids, right? Yes, um, myself with two younger kids. Yeah, amazing. So when you're, let's start from the beginning. When you had to plan your trip to Taiwan, what did you have to do? Like, what was the first step? Did you have to register or apply and uh, fill out some kind of forms? So this is actually a very long journey for us. Um, we start planning when we found out that New York's in a lockdown situation. Um, but back then, because my daughter's um, U.S. passport will be expiring in the end of uh, April. Wow. So we sent quickly to the U.S. Embassy. But because of lockdown, no one was working wow. until July. Yeah, so we had to wait until phase three when the government agencies send their staff back to work. And that's why it took us almost four months to receive my wow. daughter's passport. Okay. Yeah, so, so it was a really long journey. We... We were thinking the most would be maybe two months mm -hmm. of the time than mm -hmm. for the wait and process, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it took four months. So we had to keep postponing our flights. Wow. And, and I don't know if you know that China Airlines and Eva Airlines are the two only airlines flight directly to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And China Airlines actually stopped entire flights from March until end of July. Wow. So the only option we have throughout the entire journey was to wait for a spot, three seats for us, for the EVA Airlines. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. But um, so long story short, we finally got um, her passport on July 4th. What a day. Oh, we wow. We got her passport. Then I quickly booked the flight and, and was able to get three seats on the 16th mm -hmm. of July. Mm -hmm. So then... Because of her passport expired for both U.S. and Taiwanese passport. Okay, let's go back a little bit. 
right now, if you don't have a Taiwanese passport, you are not allowed to enter. I don't know if you are right. aware of this. Mm -hmm. So, luckily, both of my kids they were born in Taiwan, so they both already have passports mm -hmm. for Taiwanese passports. So we we actually didn't have to go through all the process that a lot of people went through right now mm -hmm. or are going through. Mm -hmm. A lot of friends of mine, most of them, they actually their kids are they were born in the states, mm -hmm. so they had to go through a different route than we. Have been through, so they actually had to get a permit for or a, a year, one year, you a Taiwanese passport, so uh -huh. they can come back to visit or to study. A lot of my friends actually decided to bring their kids back to town to study, because everything in the states are closed completely mm -hmm. for remote learning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, for once we receive our U.S. passports, I had to go into. Teco in New York, Taiwanese Economic um, Association, right? Mm -hmm. In order for my daughter to get a, a certificate, a certified uh, to enter Taiwan because her Taiwanese passport also expired. So that's another piece of information if a lot of parents are hearing this. Mm -hmm. So kids, their passport expires every five years. Mm -hmm. and Adults is 10 years. Right. So she, she her her passport, both passports expired wow. just during this COVID-19 mm -hmm. period. So that's the dilemma we they, we were facing. We we actually had to renew U.S. passports, had to get a, an entry certificate for her to enter Taiwan. So I rushed into Teco in um, our Taipei Economic and Cultural Office in New York. Luckily, they are open from right now from 9 to 12. So every day they take 60 kids, 60 adults, 60 whatever people. Mm -hmm. They are waiting in line to go oh, in boy. help to yeah to apply their passports. Now let's hear what JD had to say about arranging for his travels back to Taiwan earlier this year. I was in Taiwan in, at the beginning of March. So I was in Taiwan when like coronavirus hit uh, the world, and I saw Taiwan uh, deal with it at the very beginning. Uh, and then at the beginning of March for a pre, like, totally pre-planned trip, I went back to the U.S. So I landed, I, I flew from Taiwan to L.A. and then overnight immediately L.A. to New York. And I landed in New York when that first cluster hit New York that week. And when I got off the plane at JFK, I was looking around and like, no, there was no shutdowns outside of Wuhan. And I was looking around and I'm like, what the? Because no one was wearing a mask. Every, everybody was just, there's nothing. Right. And I, and in my mind, I was going, okay, if this thing does spread like the mysterious Wuhan that, you know, like I had no insight. I was like, if this thing does spread, New York is like seriously effed. Like there's no way it's going to be contained. That was what was in my mind. Anyways, uh, I was in New York for a trip three, four days. And then I left two days after I left New York went into shutdown. Like it, and then the U S just exploded. Um, and then within a week of me arriving in the U.S., <clears throat> maybe like 10 days after uh, arriving in the U.S., the United States just completely, you know, shut down, right? Like that was the first Trump, like, nation shutdown. <clears throat> and so it was weird because, I one, I never thought the U.S. would ever do that, right? Like heading back, I never imagined that the U.S. would be able to do anywhere near what we saw in Wuhan. Uh, so 
meanwhile, any, um, without getting too much into this, like, meanwhile, I was doing some stuff with my family. And so I found myself in an Airbnb for about six weeks, right? Or actually two Airbnbs with my sister for about six weeks. Um, so then fast forward after all of that, uh, I, I, I was always planning to come back to Taiwan. That was the plan. I was going to go back to the U.S., take care of some stuff, and then I was going to come back to Taiwan. Now, uh, a lot of people have asked me, like, how, how are you in Taiwan? And uh, part of the plan was I had to get back and go get my Taiwan citizenship. So I, I was born in Taiwan, and I have a Taiwan passport that was expired for, I don't know, 10 years. And when in the U.S., when Taiwan shut down its borders, uh, I was like, F, like, I can't, like, I, I need to stay in the U.S., take care of some family stuff. But then to get back to Taiwan, I actually need my citizenship. So I went and extended it. Uh, it was um, you know, fairly easy, but you never know what was going to happen with COVID. But I got my passport, then I bought my ticket, and then I drove from Austin to LA with my sister, and I boarded a flight, uh, I don't know, what, 10 days ago? And so there are some precautions, and there's some things that you need to do before entering Taiwan. They change a little bit, but I mean, if you're in any Facebook group um, that deals with this, a lot of people have been sharing what to do. Uh, mostly, if you are uh, able to come back to Taiwan on an ROC or citizenship, um, you have to, you should uh, pre-register with the Taiwanese government on a very simple form. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, what that, and they're going to ask you for some ID or flight number, uh, and they're going to ask you where you're going to quarantine. And then I learned all about quarantine. Um, I won't dive into that because I'm sure you know other people will explain it but you I, I could I could have chosen to quarantine at home uh, or place a residence or go to a hotel to quarantine there are some people that do a third option which is quarantine like basically go to somebody's house and quarantine and then have those people go to the hotel right and then hotels will offer you uh, discounts uh, for those people um, I couldn't quarantine at home because I have grandparents and I don't have my own place in Taiwan. So I chose a uh, hotel and I asked some friends who had gone, gone through the same experience. Uh, and then I ended up, uh, and I, I did the research. Like I, I was going to quarantine between uh, where I'm staying right now is in a hotel in Beitou uh, or uh, a hotel in Tainan. And the difference like the difference is actually the price. And then the hotel in Tainan had a balcony. And as I was kind of thinking through logistics on this, I was like, there's no way I could do this in a bedroom. I'm going to need a living room. And then like, do I really need a balcony? Like, do I need air? Do I not need air? Uh, so I opted for the one in Beitou. Um, and so that's where I'm at. Uh, you get on the plane. The, pl the, the plane was freaking full. Uh, FYI, China Airlines is only flying two flights from the U.S. a month total. Two flights out of L.A. When I was booking my flight, I was talking to somebody else about this. Uh, I had originally booked an EVA flight, right, for the, about the same time, um, early May. And EVA canceled my flight, like, probably 48 hours after I booked it. Uh, 
Eva just canceled another flight out of SFO this week. Boo, Eva. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but China it is flying. China Airlines is flying. Uh, and it's two flights out of LAX a month. Now, let's go back to my interview with Diana. Did you have to um, fill out some special documentation for the quarantine? Yes. So just before you get on their flights, within 24 hours, you have to go on Taiwanese um, website for the government to register you flying back to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. So you need to fill out all the information to guarantee and, and certify that you are a Taiwanese resident mm -hmm. and provide all your um, personal ID numbers, your mm -hmm. passport number, as well as the flight dates. Mm -hmm. So those are the information we need. And the most important piece of the information during this um, entire link is actually your cell phone number. We are required to have a Taiwanese cell phone number that they can track us for a total of 15 days. Mm -hmm. So it's a 14 days quarantine plus the first day of arrival. So they don't count the first day. So it actually is a total of 15 days. Then after we are done with the quarantine, you need to keep a distance from majority of um, public spaces for another seven days. So it's a total of 22 days. Wow, I see. Um, and how did you personally prepare for your trip in quarantine? Because I'm sure you have to take some extra precautions and plans for your kids, like to keep them safe during the travel, and even just to keep them amused during the travel and the period of a quarantine. Oh, this is a, a very, very good question. I read through all the websites and and learned from a lot of people's experience because uh, there are a lot of information they were shared on Facebook. Mm -hmm. There's a group, a very useful group, it's called Taiwanese COVID-19 Traveling Back to Taiwan group. Mm. So I read all the information, what usually kids they need on the flights. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty prepared. But of course, the most important piece of them for the, the, the things that we need is the mask. Mm -hmm. And as you know, my kids are young. One is only five, the other one's three. Yeah. How can I make sure they put on masks for a total almost 26 hours? Yeah. Because they, we had to land, we had to arrive airport early to check in, then waited for uh, the flights. Then on the flights, it's 16 hour direct flight. When we landed, we also have to take another five hours quarantine taxi from Taoyuan, Taiwan to Kaohsiung, Taiwan. So wow. that's a combination of 26 hours. Wow. So throughout this um, uh, scheduling, I realized it's important that I practice my kids to wear masks and make sure they understand the importance of having masks on. And I also prepare for a goggles, so mm -hmm. including myself, my two kids, they have goggles. Mm -hmm. um, I, so I make sure we practice a few times before we we really had to fly. So they, they were used to it, but my three-year-old, of course, they, he would just take it out and put it back on. Wow. And then I'll be threatening him, if you do this, you can go back to Taiwan, you cannot <laughs> enjoy the rest of the, your freedom. <laughs> and then he'll be like, okay. So, so that's one thing we, we have to make sure is we have all the protective suits. I brought them um, like raincoats. So it's a one-time use uh, hazmat suit for me mm -hmm. and raincoats for the kids, goggles, masks. And besides that, I brought a lot of snacks. Yeah. So, so the 
during the 16-hour flight, um, Eva Airlines, they only provide two meals. Oh. And it's very simple meals. It's not like in the past, right? Because we fly back to town every summer. Mm-hmm. They, You can ask for snacks. You can ask drinks. Right now, they, they try to avoid any contacts uh, and also try to make sure people don't walk around because you mm-hmm. can change your seats. They, pre- they, they want to make sure people don't really like walk around on the flights or whatsoever. Sure. Yeah. And, and also most people actually don't use the bathrooms. So so because of that, I brought a lot of snacks with uh, with us. And so mm-hmm. my kids, they, they can snack on. They have anything they like to eat. So I want to make sure they don't get bored easily on the flights. Yeah. Because they're, they're basically, there were nothing on the flights that you can eat. So so it was tough. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we landed, I, I we bought a lot of uh, breads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bake uh, shops right away. Yeah. They, they were starved, but wow. but we were really prepared because I want to make sure kids understand. They they had to wash their hands. They have hand sanitizer with them whole time, and we have wipes, everything they need to make sure they understand the importance of not touching anything. Right, but I'm sure it must have been impossible not to go to the bathroom though. You had to do that, right? Yeah. So that that's one thing I I would definitely that a lot of parents understand. So uh, according to a lot of uh, discussions, many people suggested, even adults, to use diapers. I don't know if you have mm-hmm. heard that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, I don't think I can do that. So I understand I, I, if I had to, I would probably need to go once. And for my youngest son, I don't think he can just use diapers. Now he's um, body trained. He mm-hmm. doesn't want to use diapers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. So what we did when we uh, went to the bathroom, I always spread a, the um, alcohol, right, so to make sure we clean everything and wipes everything before we use them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we wash hands thoroughly. And when we go back to our seats, we do the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, did you find the, how was the airport and the, and the actual airplane, like, um, did you feel like that it was clean and the, uh, the other passengers were prepared? Yes. So once we we arrived at JFK, mm-hmm. it was pretty smooth and 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 it was only Eva Airline at that time. Mm-hmm. So the entire uh, airport was pretty empty. So it's easy because everybody's uh, actually kept at their distance, mm-hmm. and, and and you can see most people prepared because everybody had the extra raincoats or jackets or handsome suit or protective suits like me. So. Once we get on the flight, most people like me, we all change to our raincoats or hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. So um, we actually all have a, a seat in between. So for so for example, we have three people as a family, so we sit in one row. But next to us, there's no one in there. Mm-hmm. So the airlines are were they, they are really good. They actually kept a distance between different families. Mm-hmm. So everybody has enough seats to rest mm-hmm. and, and we were told one as soon as we got on we were not allowed to switch seats mm-hmm. so so this is a way they can track if anything happened they know who exactly was surrounding you if anyone really has covered or has uh, just tested positive mm-hmm. they can easily track mm-hmm. so the distance is really good and everyone including myself i always say maybe 20 of them has has my suit on mm-hmm. And the other people, they, if they don't have, they have some sort of jackets and they all have goggles and masks. Everybody is required to wear a mask. Okay, great. Um, and so then um, what's the procedure once you arrived in Taiwan? Uh, because you mentioned that you had to have a local phone, local cell phone. Yes. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, the the link before the 24 hours before we got on the flight, we had to fill out all the detailed information, including our uh, our phone number, where we are staying, and the location of it. So those are the information the government in Taiwan gathered. They were sent to the local district. So in my case, because my parents have a, a, a like townhouse, they have a six floors. Mm -hmm. So we are allowed to stay in my parents' house to quarantine. Mm -hmm. But because my parents are over 65, mm -hmm. so they cannot be next to us. Mm -hmm. So in my case, my myself and my two kids, we stay at fifth, uh, fourth, fifth, and sixth floor. Mm -hmm. So that's our space. My parents, they, they are at first, second, and third. So those information, we had to fill clearly mm -hmm. when we fill out the form. So when, once we landed in Taiwan, they have all the information ready, and they text me on my phone because I, I have a Taiwan phone. They text me right away to confirm if those information is exactly correct. Mm -hmm. Then I enter my passport number, so I receive a barcode. So the barcode is served as a confirmation for me to exit at the airport. As you just heard Diana say, one of the most important things about this whole procedure is to have a Taiwan cell phone and number. But what happens if you don't? Back to JD. So get on the plane. Plane was fine. Um, every, you know, people are wearing masks. Everybody's wearing masks. Some people are wearing ponchos, etc. It was fine. Uh, they give you your meals in a sack now, plastic sack. No more trays. So it's like plastic goodie sack full of bread and drink. Uh, get off the plane and you go in through immigration and this is where, this is the one thing that I did not do correctly. Uh, but when you enter, I mentioned that form that you have to fill out going into Taiwan, they ask you for a Taiwanese phone number. Uh, and then they tell you in advance, they, they say, when you land, you're going to be texted a mobile certification code uh, to that phone number. I have a U.S. phone that is not unlocked yet. So I, it was dumb. So this is the one thing that I would caution. I did not have a Taiwan phone with me. So what I did was I got my mom's uh, SIM card, Taiwanese SIM card. And I was thinking when I land, I could either put it in my phone, which did not work, uh, or go get like a Taiwanese phone from one of the vendors, right? And I actually asked the hotel, I was like, can I, uh, how do I get a phone? And like, you can get it at the hotel. I land. And uh, everybody is going through immigration. The people that had done this prepped already flew through. So they opened up their phone, got the text, pressed the button, approved it, and then, and then off they were into customs, right? I was not. Like, I was like, oh, F, like, my SIM card doesn't work, etc. That cost me like an hour, hour and a half, because I, I couldn't go and get a phone. An hour in, I'm, I'm probably one of the last three or four people there now. And then uh, one of the reps comes up to me. And, like, it's, like, there's, like, ten so it's very easy. One of the reps comes up to me, and she takes pity on me, I think. And then she says, you know, come with me. And I'm, like, okay. Uh, I explain the situation. I'm, like, I, I have a hotel. And then she said, okay. So she goes to her supervisor and, and basically says, can we uh, do an she said it in Chinese. I forgot what she said in Chinese, but it's essentially like, can we use this case? And I'm like, okay. Or the supervisor said, okay. So what they did was they gave me a loaner phone. So they do have like a set of like 10 loaner phones for elderly, for other people. 
dumbasses like me. So <laughs> I think I qualify the, 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 you know, whatever. So that took another 20 minutes to sign the paperwork for a loaner phone. Uh, and now I'm an hour and a half in after plane landing. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go, then I'm through immigration and customs, pick up the luggage, no other flights in the airport, terminal two, no other flights at this time. I think like one other flight had landed, but there's, they were not processing anybody else. So the entire terminal two, then you go out and, um, uh, then you have to travel in a quarantine taxi. So you can't just get in your own car, right? Like no one can pick you up. You either have to um, do a quarantine taxi or if you're traveling to other parts of Taiwan, you're getting in a bus. Um, and I get out and, and then uh, I have to go in a quarantine taxi. The line for the quarantine taxi, even though there's one plane, about three, 400 people, the line, and I was one of the last ones through immigration, the line still took one hour curbside. Like it just snaked, right? It was just a really long to wait. It, it wasn't like they were hailing taxis. It was actually for you to get into the taxi. They have to process you. They have to take your form, log it in the computer. They spray down your, you, you do this, spray you down. They spray down your luggage. They spray you. And then, and then, and then there's a line of taxis waiting for processing. You get into the taxi and the taxi driver takes a screenshot or a photo of your information. We're glad to hear that the airport staff was able to help JD out by offering him a loaner phone. Diana, on the other hand, still had to deal with taking a five-hour quarantine bus ride after arriving at the airport. Once we took our luggage and exit the airport, the people will be outside asking if you have family coming to pick you up or if you are going to the taxi uh, for the quarantine taxi route. So in my case, we live in Kaohsiung, southern Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So we took the taxi. So we had to fill out the form exactly the same like the one we had for the airport. They need to know our phone number, where we are going. And they are, and the taxi driver actually spray all our luggage Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's wet, including mm-hmm. myself. My wow. kids, our hair are totally wet. Oh, wow. It's full of sanitizers. Yes. <clears throat> so, and we also are not allowed to go to bathroom for the five hours route. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if you really absolutely had to go, you need to text um, the government, let them know where you are stopping. Oh, and you, they, they interesting. Will ask yeah, they ask for you to go to the bathroom because they don't want you to be near anyone. Because right. by now, they still don't, they have to assume we all have yeah. coronavirus in that mm-hmm, case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, great. So, um, uh, um, once you, uh, was there anything else that we need to know about the bus ride? Because now I want to talk about when you arrived and how you managed I, I your time. To, yeah, I, I want to highly recommended if anyone wants to come back to Taiwan try to utilize the taxi because if you think the prices of coming from Taoyuan, Taiwan to Kaohsiung Taiwan you would assume it's easy would be $300 US dollars right because it's pretty far away five hours mm-hmm. but the government actually kept it under a hundred dollar wow so the government subsidized everything else wow so anything above a hundred they pay for you mm-hmm. so wow. if you live in taipei let's say so from Taoyuan to taipei it's thirty dollars only 
Mm-hmm. So everything else, the government will pay and and make sure you are on the taxi, the the quarantine bus route, mm-hmm. and then they will subsidize anything and compensate you for anything else. So they will make sure the price you're paying is still similar to the price you used to pay for your high-speed rail. Interesting. For wow, that's great. Good to know. Let's go back to JD, who had just gotten into a quarantine taxi when we last heard from him. By the time I got into the taxi, I looked at my clock. It was three hours from touchdown. So mm-hmm. a touchdown to when I just left the airport took me, took me three hours. Other people, probably shorter. It took me three hours. Went to the hotel. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I'm in a loft, so it's a nice hotel. Uh, I get out of the taxi. The, um, steward, uh, the counter person, the counter lady, is already there curbside waiting for me. I get out of the hotel, and she's like, oh, Zhang Xinxin, ni hao. I'm like, hey. And she's like, oh, we've been waiting for you. I'm like, mm, okay. And she's like, I've been trying to call you. I'm like, oh, oops, because I just have a SIM card. But anyway, so she's, she asked if my flight was okay. I'm like, yeah, sure, fine. She sprays me down, sprays down my luggage, curbside. Then she goes, okay, come with me. We walk through the lobby, okay? I do not go to the counter at all. She's already processed me. Walk through the lobby, straight into the elevator. I get into the elevator. She reaches in, how they do it, pushes the, the floor, and she goes, okay, your floor is, you know, eighth floor, blah, 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 have, have a great stay. The room is already open. I'm like, room is already open? She's like, yeah, have a great stay. If you need anything, call us. Oh, by the way, you don't need a key card. And the door's about to close. I'm like, I don't need a key card. And she's like, yeah, because you're not leaving anyways. And then I get to my floor. The door opens. I walk out. No one on the floor. I walk to my room. The room is open, right, just by that door prop. I walk into the room. That was the last time I left this room. And I've been here ever since. Anyways, that was my experience. We'll hear more about JD's quarantine experience as a solo traveler later on and how it compared to Diana's with her two young kids. Now back to Diana. Once you arrived in Kaohsiung, um, I hear that they send you a care package and they check in with you. Um, Every day. Yeah. What, what was in the care package? Um, so the p- care package everyone received is different. So in my um, village, in Tianzhen village, mm-hmm. what they give to me is pretty standardized ones that, that we need for this entire 14th state, including three big uh, luggage plastic bags mm-hmm. um, and big box of uh, masks, which is really good because that's what we need. Mm-hmm. And they also gave us some of the hand sanitizer and alcohol spray. So they give you everything you need for 14 days. And also all the information if you need to have any support. If you need to call for a garbage truck to come pick up the luggage mm. uh, uh, or the trash. Yeah, right. so information you need are in the care package. So was the care package already there waiting for you when you arrived? No, the, the village uh, district, the village staff, an officer will come and deliver to you, make sure you are in the location where you say you will be. Okay, all right. Um, so they come like what, within the first 24 hours? It depends on um, where you live. So where I am, she came, the staff, the, the officer came the next day because uh-huh. the first day 
we settled down. She doesn't want to bother us, but uh-huh. she did text me. She said, mm-hmm. uh, "Here are the information you need, and this is my phone number. Mm-hmm. Please call if anything happened, mm-hmm. and tomorrow I'll deliver your care package." Mm-hmm. And what were the specific rules that you had to follow during the quarantine period? Um, so the fourteen days plus one day that we arrive, we basically cannot get out of our residence, the place that you decide to quarantine. Some people are hotels, but in my case, it's our home. So we are not allowed to leave at that area, and we are not supposed to be near anyone for the 15 days. So in my case, my parents are downstairs from first to third floors. So for the 15 days, we never stepped out from fourth and fifth and sixth floors. Wow. Um, and I, I mean, I saw that you kept your kids pretty amused. Um, so you had to prepare a lot of those things before, like um, the inflatable pool and pool. like different toys yes. and all that. So I'm sure you had to coordinate that with your parents or something in advance. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very lucky, and and I think because um, all the experience that we have, ex- we have had a lot of people actually now decide to come back to Taiwan because now they feel safe after mm-hmm. I post all the useful information. <laughs> because before, they were like, how can I take kids home for and stuck in the room with them for 15 days? <laughs> but then when they saw all the information and activities they were doing, they actually they, would, they, they all told me they decided to book the flights now. <laughs> so, yeah, so prior to the, the trip, um, I communicated with my parents. So what w- could we do to make sure my kids are entertained? Because yeah. they're young. They are not yeah. like they can watch iPads 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. By three years old, he doesn't even care iPads. Yeah. So so we spoke to uh, my parents, and, and we decided the best option is to have an inflatable <laughs> pool because uh-huh. we, we are lucky we have a terrace, a rooftop. Yeah. So my so. It is very big, so we can have uh, uh, pretty big ones. So we we bought that first, and my parents took whole day to fill the water because it was Aww. a big one. Aww. Yeah, and then they had to wash it. It was the whole whole work that yeah. my parents had to, uh, had to go through. But That's they, they grandparents' love. <laughs> exactly, and my parents bought so many toys you can even imagine. <laughs> They want to make sure they are entertained for the whole quarantine time. Cause they they feel so bad that we had to go through this. But I told them so many times for the last four and a half months we were in New York. We were quarantined basically at home anyway. So so kids they are kind of prepped for this. Yeah. But of course, still hard because they can't see them. Mm-hmm. My my parents kept saying, "Well, can we just say hi?" I said, "No, I don't want anything happen to you guys." Mm-hmm. You know. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just we, we want to make sure they are safe. And, yes. and at the same time, we all have to assume we all have coronavirus. Yes, yes. yes. My parents bought a lot of um, books for them. They bought toys, puzzles, magnet tile, you know, that, you know, for the kids they can play with. So anything they can think of, they try to prepare ahead mm-hmm. of time. And we mm-hmm. also have a whole box of snacks for them to yeah. enjoy. So yeah. my, par- my parents really did a lot them and I think that really paid off my my kids never really think those 15 days were torture they yeah, think it's a, a vacation yeah, yeah yeah that's amazing well it sounds like um your situation was a little bit unique since you're able to quarantine your parents home because I always also saw your Facebook photos of the food that you had like you basically <laughs> ate like whatever you wanted you had whatever you wanted delivered right 
Yes. So in my case, it's easy because my my parents are here. They can buy anything and live at the door for us. Mm-hmm. So so they actually went beyond and then bought a lot of crazy things. You have <laughs> I both have like sea turtles, you know, and things like you never really even have heard of. But um, in in my friends' cases, a lot of them they are in quarantine hotel because they, if they don't have a big place like us, it's still very easy in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. They they can order Uber Eats, um, mm-hmm. Food Panda, mm-hmm. so they deliver everything. So you can actually basically have um, bubble teas twenty four hours if you want because <laughs> everything's open. So so it's actually better than staying in the states. You can't even get anything. So here yeah. you you just click on your uh, iPad, your phone, tw- like ten minutes later, everybody showed up and they leave food at your door. Wow. So how was the experience for you? It sounds like your kids had a good experience. They were very occupied. How was the quarantine experience for you? I I, I would say because we were we we were staying in New York for a long time. So so kids they they understand import, the importance of staying home yeah. and not going mm-hmm. especially I before we even fly back to Taiwan, I already told them so many times, we need to make sure we have masks on, we, we have to wash hands, because the coronavirus is, is very bad, it's, very, it, it's horrible, mm-hmm. a lot of people die. So mm-hmm. they understand that. But, but still, I have to say, have kids at home with me by myself for 15 days, it, <laughs> it, it, it's really hard, <laughs> I yeah. have to say. Because they, they, you know, kids, they can't be focused on playing one toy mm-hmm. for long. Mm-hmm. And I have two younger ones, so they, they constantly fight. Even they love each other, but they were <laughs> trying to fight for something they want to share. Mm. So so it, it's still a very tough process. And, and I have to say, unfortunately, I still have to give them a lot of screen time to mm. watch TV mm. or, or play some games. Because that's the only way to... Fill all the, the time. Yeah. Fill all the time because it's still long. Yeah. There's not much you can do. They can't stay at the pool for eight <laughs> hours a day. They were, the first day we got here when we, we were playing at the pool, they already got tanned. So dark. Sound <laughs> like pot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so we still need to give them some screen time. And actually throughout the fifteen days they, they took some um, useful educational Zoom classes from oh, New that's York. Wonderful. Wow. Yeah, so we we actually kept it going um, because here we we have 12-hour difference. Yes. So what we did was um, I asked teachers if they can do like 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning time in New York. Yeah. So kids can still take class at night time for for 8 to 9 o'clock. That's great. It it was fun. So kids were able to still learn, you know, reading, math, or phonics, or some story time. So... So I think they they not only just played the whole 15 days, they were mm. able to learn. Oh, that's wonderful. And um, during that time, did the how what were the authorities like? Did they check on you every day? Like, um, what was what was that like? Yes. So uh, as I mentioned to you, when she de- delivered the care package, she gave me her phone number, the local village officer. She would text me every day at 9 a.m. sharp and ask me questions. Are you feeling sick? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have problem breathing or do you have fevers? So she basically wanted to check if we three of us are okay. Mm-hmm. So we just simply like, okay. Or mm-hmm. if anything happened, of course, luckily nothing mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. So we replied her and she would say, thank you, confirmed. 
So for、mm-hmm. the fifteen days she did that. Then now after fifteen days, so right now we are past the the first fifteen days at the the next seven days.、Mm-hmm. Right? Remember I、mm-hmm. told you we still need to make sure we self quarantine、mm-hmm. a little、mm-hmm. bit. I still receive government text,、mm-hmm. but not from the village officer because we already passed that fifteen、okay. days. So now the government. They would text me every time, every day at nine a.m. sharp. <laughs> also asking if I feel sick,、yeah. if I have a a high fever. So same thing. I just respond no. Then they will say thank you for confirming.、Mm-hmm. Um, just give you something funny to to share. Cause I, as I mentioned to you, they text at nine a.m.、Yeah. sharp. So now I one time I just forgot my phone. So from nine to nine thirty, I didn't check my phone. Only thirty、yes. minutes. So I got three texts already. Wow! Kept asking, "Can you confirm? Can、oh, you confirm?、Wow. Do you have?" <laughs> so I want to guarantee you, Taiwan is really good at doing their job, making sure we are okay. Right. And speaking of that, what would be the penalty if, for some reason, you stepped out of the house or、uh, broke the quarantine? Um. So, uh, um, some of the people. It, in my case, we were lucky. We're just coming back here to visit my families.、Uh, actually, some people they they will rush home because I I think、uh, throughout this last four or five months, a few cases they happened. They were already sick,、mm. or they didn't really inform the officers or the governments. So once they found out you you were sick, they they send you to the hospital right away, and you have to pay for your own、uh, hospital、mm-hmm. bill. A lot of people you you know of Taiwanese.、Um, Our health insurance、mm-hmm. is really good.、Mm-hmm. The government basically、mm-hmm. paid the majority of it. So, like us, if we anything happened to us, they will cover the costs、mm-hmm. completely.、Mm-hmm. But in that case, because you didn't inform, then you actually have to pay everything out of your own pockets.、Mm-hmm. Oh, but I I believe that what I was asking about is I believe that there's some kind of fine if you step out of your、yes. hotel so, or your. Uh, I believe it's anti a hundred thousand dollars that you have to pay. Right.、Um, right. Some people actually didn't inform the government, and they went out for、um, getting something, and they didn't tell, and then they they were able to track their phone. Yeah. So if anything,、yeah. get a fine.、Wow. So what about JD? What was his quarantine experience like? I have some friends who are like, "Oh, it was so nice."、Uh, I even actually wanted to stay a- another day or two.、And、I'm like, "What are you on? Like, what? What?" But、uh, for me, how I get, you know, I do have a day job,、um, but because of time zones, like I, I don't work nine hours a day because of because it's an American、uh, company. So throughout the day, you just have a lot of time to yourself and. Um, the one thing that I, you know, like I, I think about a bunch of things, and I'm scheming all these ideas. And、uh, for me to be locked up, scheming ideas without ability to execute on stuff is kind of tough, right? Like I'm kind of bouncing around the walls a little bit. To help with that,、um, I have been trying to, like, it is really important to plan out your day. I, I think, like today, I'm getting up. And I'm gonna do these three things, but I like set goals. Like just anything else, you set goals. Except for these goals are no longer like what I want to do in six months. These goals are like what I what do I want to do like in 14 days, and let's break that apart. What I'm gonna do in the next three days? How do I get to my next goal? And and then you just do the work. Like you just do it. I have five things that I'm accomplishing while I'm here, and I could tell you four of them. 
I could tell you four of them. Uh, I mean, one is work-related. One is uh, crush myth-related. Uh, one goal is learning Mandarin better, right? So I set a goal that I will learn Mandarin two hours a day. Uh, I started off watching news because um, that, you know, that's one way to just do two hours of Mandarin in, in a day. But sometimes, like, with news, like, it's not interactive, and I, I'm not sure how much you get out of it. So by day two, um, I started using my two hours a day on memorizing a rap song. Now, let's go back to my interview with Diana. And so now your kids are able to go to preschool in Taipei, Taiwan? There? Yes, so we are done with the quarantine, so they are in the summer camps now. Um, that To me, it's important they can socialize with other kids, because um, in Taiwan, everything's normal. Every, everybody has a normal life. They mm -hmm. never had to quarantine or lockdown. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the reason why we we had we decided to go through you know the the dangerous yeah. life, yeah. traveling everything just to come back here for the summer. Because I think it's important for kids emotionally, physically, to be able to connect to other mm -hmm. uh, kids at the same mm -hmm. age. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, now when we go back to New York, I, I'm pretty much have to say it's going to be the same. Everything yeah. is still locked down more. Yeah. And it's yeah. not good for their mental health, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's good for you because now you have like free time that you haven't had for months, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So as soon as I got out, I went to facial, massage, spa, anything that you can imagine. And and tomorrow I'm going to have a haircut. Oh, it's good. my me time now. Yes, yes, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all that. So informative. Um, hopefully it will help other parents who are considering doing this. Um, yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Or is there anything else special you're planning to do with your time in Taiwan? Um, I think something really important for a lot of parents if you are bringing young kids back is to make sure tell them the importance of having a mask on. In Taiwan, most of the adults and kids, they are pretty much very familiar of having a mask on for a few months now. But in the States, as you can imagine, a lot of people still don't. So I think that's one thing we as a, a parent that you should make sure to start training your kids to be to get used to having a mask on because it's important to not only protect others but also protect yourself and i think that's important another thing i want a lot of people to understand is how amazing taiwan is everything is normal here it, you can't even feel there is a covid 19 coronavirus issue mm -hmm. here people mm -hmm. just live their normal life and i think that's important of how government is able to um control everything within their limit and also make sure the residents, the Taiwanese people follow the rules. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. No problem. Thank you for having me. And hopefully we see more people come back and visit Taiwan. Yes. Okay. Take care. Thank you. You've just heard two different perspectives on the Taiwan quarantine experience. Diana shared about her experience bringing back her two young children, which included taking an additional five hour quarantine bus ride down to Kaohsiung, where she and her kids quarantined at her parents' house. JD, on the other hand, traveled back to Taiwan solo and spent his quarantine time alone at a hotel in Beitou. I'd like to thank both Diana and JD for sharing their Taiwan quarantine experiences. Visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com, where we'll be sharing links to some of what was mentioned in this episode. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Talking Taiwan, please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.